0: With the uh, seventh, selec- seventh selection of the draft, the Flyers are proud to select from St. Petersburg in the KHL, Matvey Mishkov.
1: This is episode 98 of the Liberty L. Danny Deever here with Chris Stompo.
0: We're here, baby. Let's fucking go. We're here. Let's Danny go. Danny
1: Breer, nuts on the table. Drafts Matvey Mishkov. Seventh overall, after all the smokescreens, speculation, is Washington going to move up? Yeah. Briere, is, Briere is in Bridgestone Arena early today talking to Arizona. Like, basically, hey, if Washington offers you something, you let me know and I'll fucking match it. You don't let them go above me. I want Mishkov. I'm just very, you, you, as you can tell, I'm very excited. I mean, this is this is the biggest moment in my fandom. And I, I mean that Seriously. Yeah, the, the, it's it's absolutely game changing. This guy, he's he's gonna be a superstar. Uh, this is the biggest thing to happen since this, to this organization, probably since Eric Lindros.
0: I mean, in terms of pure talent, absolutely. Pure excitement, absolutely. I mean, if, I mean, how many times have me and you sat on text and talked about if this guy is named William Smith or? William fucking... Any kind of different name. Or if he's any kind of different not Russian. He is... Second? First? You know what I mean? Like, he's in that... He's that talented. And he fell all the way to seven. And like you said, Briere dropped his balls on the fucking table. And took them. When you're in a rebuild, like we are in. And we're gonna go through. You take risks like this. And... Man, it's just, it, I mean, I'm still sitting here kind of like processing it. If you you know what I mean? Like it's I,
1: I love the way the front office moved. The, that yeah. that's what really excites me. Right, like you can see you could see the difference from the last regime to this regime. Mm-hmm. They played this like chess and they had to. Like he's that good of a player. He's ridiculous. And and, and they executed. I remember going into this morning, I remember I texted you. I was like, "This this is a huge moment. That it's just they have to execute." Yeah. And they went out and they executed. And <laughs> now it's the biggest day, like in my in my lifetime as a Flyers fan. I've seen a lot of losing. Keep that in mind. I've seen yeah. a lot of mediocrity. Seen a lot of bad players. So the bar isn't high. But this is the best day in my fandom, and I'm very excited. Uh, he seems like he really wanted to be here. They met in Voorhees. Yeah. Multiple. What? Yeah. Met and Voorhees, Apparently, there was just this mutual understanding of, "Hey, I would like to come here, and hey, we also would like you to come. We also would like to draft you." And mm-hmm. it was so under the radar, unreported, that it was just played beautifully. It, it was. really was.
0: It really was, dude. I mean, we sat and talked about, "Ooh, is it?" Ben- I mean, I personally thought Benson was the guy. Like they were kind of throwing the smoke screens from uh, for. You were always kind of like Cobb, the last two or three days but to actually have him fall the way he did and Luke shout out Luke my boy he FaceTimed me and we were talking right after the pick happened and for the board to fall the way it fell Danny I mean like you couldn't have asked for anything more right but like we said that though, didn't we? Remember remember the motherfuckers
1: on our on our Twitter thread saying like, oh, but look at the national rankings, it's not gonna play out that mm-hmm. way. And we were t- we stay trying to stress, there's always curveballs, and what do you know? It happened in the second pick. Yeah. Literally the second pick you're already seeing curveballs. So that's what we say when when it listen, NHL GMs, they're pretty hard headed. They like who they like. It, nothing plays out to, to Craig Button's board <laughs> all the time. It just yeah. doesn't happen.
0: I mean, Button had Wood going, like, fifth, I think, so definitely not there. But, I mean, in terms of, like, TLY rankings, I mean, we had Carlson second, I think, right after Berdard, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, in terms of me and Derek, I mean, I know you're not so much on the prospect side, but, I mean, in terms of me and Derek... Carlson going second really is not that much of a surprise we've had discussions where we think Carlson ends up being the best player in the draft outside of Michkov and Badal
1: I actually wasn't surprised at all just because the Anaheim Ducks have been so quiet that I knew something was up. That's always mm-hmm. a sign when when, it's, when a team is that quiet. Like when Montreal was was very quiet on on the Shane Wright thing. Like you didn't hear a lot. Like you just always know something's up when when a team's quiet. You always know that they might go a different direction. The Devils were a little quiet when it came to Nolan Patrick. Like it, it it's always happens. So like yeah I get the, I get your sentiment.
0: yeah I mean, and also looking back on the whole Montreal thing over the past couple of weeks, I mean, how many rumors have you heard come from them? and I keep stressing the fact I mean I'm pretty sure I texted you today, I think about it. It's just how many times do you see just bullshit before a draft two three days and I mean I mean GMs lie during this time. it's the it's, it's the biggest time of lying, if you will, in terms of an NHL off season. And I, we really saw it with the last couple of days between Montreal, between Philly, in terms of... I mean, if you were keeping up on Twitter like we have, you've seen a lot of things. Whether or not you believed what you saw is another thing. But, I mean, you've seen a lot of rumors. You've seen a lot of... Montreal loves him, Montreal loves this guy, Philly loves this guy. And, I mean, it turns out to not all be right, obviously, because on everything you see on Twitter is correct. But to just go back to how the board fell, man. I mean, you, you sat there like it can't be anybody other than, like, Benson. And even if it is Benson, you're still kind of upset because Machoff just sitting there waiting for you? I, I will say, you you
1: called the, the two defensemen going before seven thing. Yeah. like You and Derek called that, I'm pretty sure. I'm uh, fairly certain in uh, one of your mock drafts that you guys did, I, I'm pretty sure I
0: saw you guys have... I had Romba... I'm sorry to cut you off. I had Ryan Backer to Arizona. I'm pretty sure that pick... Either Arizona or Montreal, I had him going. But I did not have Zymushev. Or Zymushev, whatever his name is, to pronounce it. Going to... Uh, Arizona.
1: Oh, yeah, that one was.
0: Ryan going to Montreal field. was kind of okay. That that makes sense. I don't know if I said Arizona before that, but Montreal picking Reinbacher kind of it makes sense in terms. I mean, they need a right-handed defenseman so bad, and he's one of the top guys in the draft. So, but yeah, going back to that mock draft, it it, it kind of matches up well. I mean, at least the top five in terms of like the actual players that are that were taken yeah, San Jose like it came
1: out they wanted Smith that that played out according to plan that was obviously not a smokescreen
0: uh, the, there was some talk about Reinbach in Montreal so yeah it did kind of play out the way Colorado just went uh, Callum Ritchie by the way Shark Scott Musty which is a guy that I've been looking at pretty heavy the last but do you do remember the
1: last couple days when I was texting you and I was like think about it like Hayes's retention is for three years they wanted to bring on Krug, who's there for about three, or four years. I think it's four, but I'm not entirely sure. They bring it on Cal Peterson for two years. Obviously, they're looking to make more moves and bring on. So their timeline was clearly already two to three years, and that started opening my eyes the last couple of days to like, hey, are they uh, are <laughs> they making a push for this? Do do they think it's realistic? Is what I was thinking. Yeah. And when they started making those moves, I kind of got the sense that like they have some information that they think that this could happen and I, I just can't believe it happened I know because in my entire life of being a Flyers fan, nothing ever plays out the way I want it to, ever. ever if I want a guy going into a draft I'm not going to get him if, if I want to just pick at where we're picking, that's not going to happen we're going to train back four spots <laughs> um, but it's just nice to get a, dra- a draft yeah. once that everyone can be excited about, get a name and uh, I almost compare it to It's a Jalen Carter, the Eagles uh, level of
0: pick. (laughs) It's actually really, really weird that you say that because I'm pretty sure that's a, a thing that I tweeted out like two weeks ago. Like, What if Mishkov falls like Jalen Carter falls because he's not really supposed to fall, but he does and just lands right on our laps and it happens like like exactly what you just said. This never happens to us. What did I text you before the draft even started? Like two, three hours before. Can we just get the one guy that the entire fan base is just enamored over? You know what I mean? Just Can yeah. we get the guy that everybody and their mom knows the name of? Can we just finally do that? And oh, we have him. We have him. And, and his post-game. Post I was about to say post-game. Soon, Chris. Soon. Not yet. But his post-draft interview, I saw it on Twitter, one of the tweets. I'm pretty sure TLY retweeted it. So if you want to see it, go on our page. Saying that like, this is the team that he wanted to go to and how he knows that we haven't won a cup in blank, blank years and how he wants to do that once he gets here. And that's why he's here. And that's why he's coming here. And just hearing that come from him, and that he wanted to be here and how his interpreter was saying, basically, this is what we wanted. It's so nice to hear, man. I mean, we just got a superstar. I mean, this guy is a fucking generational talent. And he's in Philly, man. Like, he's going to be here in two, three years. And it matches up with our timeline perfectly. I mean, we've talked about that. Oh, it's so previ- perfectly. So perfectly. I and mean, we talked about it in the previous podcast. It just, it lines up. I mean, go into next year with your younger players who took steps in Frost, Cates, Tippett, York. All those guys go into next year. Let them take even a more step, and then whenever Mishkov comes in on ELC at twenty, twenty-one years old, whenever that is, you're getting a star talent on a nine hundred and twenty-five thousand dollar deal, and you're putting them years. right next to Cutter Gauthier, right next who to is
1: also going to be cost controlled. Like this is the path to winning, especially if you're going to hang on to a contract like Sean Couturier as he ages. This is yeah. the this is the path to winning. I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like it's getting bright, dude. It really. This this jump starts it a lot. It really does. Yeah. Cuz that was the only missing piece. Me and you have sat here and said like the the pipeline itself it isn't that shabby. Like it's not it's salvageable. You can work with that. There's some good depth within it. They, you just need the piece on top and now they fucking have the piece on top.
0: Exactly. There wasn't there wasn't a guy in the draft system and granted I still think that cutter Gaier could be that guy in a year or two years I mean I really do think that he has the chance to be a superstar but I mean we really didn't have that guy where I mean everyone in a consensus way looked at and went yeah he's a superstar if and that is Mishkov. He is 100% a generational talent and he is yeah. a Philadelphia flyer. No, yeah. We've
1: never had a pick like at least in our lifetimes. No. We've never had a pick like this. Like no. like I said the best hockey player I watched growing up uh outside of like the, the 2010 team I was like 10 11 so yeah. like, I'm not I'm not ag- I'm watching but uh, I'm a little kid. The best <laughs> hockey player I've actually watched and understood the game is Claude Giroux. And this is levels beyond a Late first round pick, franchise great in Claude Giroux. This is box office. This is everybody in the Wells Fargo Center is going to have this man's jersey. Oh, He's absolutely. going to be on top ten list. He's going to be all over the NHL socials. He's going to be all over the ESPN ads. When we go in to play our division rivals, like this is this is amazing for the league. First, uh, more importantly, and it's amazing for the Flyers. It's it, this is such a home run. I'm so excited.
0: And like bleed. Bleed, our guy Bleed, day one. He made a really good point. This is going to get asses in seats, Danny. I mean, forget Can all Can you of that. imagine the debut?
1: Oh, my no. God.
0: So I said. like, Imagine the tailgate in the parking lot. I mean, I'll be there. Could you imagine the energy of his home opener when he's finally here? I, it's going to be absolutely fucking insane, man. Paired along with Carter Gauthier, with Frost, with Tippet. Forrester, Andrea Brink. I mean, there is light, like you said. It's not all doom and gloom. I mean, we can really sit here. I mean, this is a hell of a pick, and we're going to get into Oliver Boink in a little bit and how taking Mitch kind of opens up the ability the to reach for a guy like they did with Boink. And Dank, if I'm butchering his name, I don't give a fuck. I'm like three or four beers deep. A joint... Well, I assume it's bonk, but... Bonk. Boink. Bonk. <laughs> same fucking thing, right? <laughs> like, and I, I, I'm i not going to sit here and try to talk like I understand. Not understand. Like, I know what this kid is. I really don't. I haven't really looked into him too much. I know he's two. I know he's a... Uh, defensive defenseman in, t- in yeah in offensive
1: of, game needs a little work but yeah. apparently like he, he's got all the tools his closeout ability is is great he's he's right-handed um i yeah i see the vision behind the i mean it's a big need it, it really is, is. like yeah. it's the biggest need like we just got a star right winger so like uh, storm we're all and we're already stacked at right wing so it's like let's i don't i don't mind them going out and getting the need but like yes yeah, what I, did i want perot yes absolutely like I, I, and seeing him go to the Rangers suck. like sucks. He, he's going to be a hell of a player. But I see the vision here. And more importantly, I, I just trust the scouts, dude. I mean, you look at the last couple drafts, like or the last couple first-round picks, rather, you're talking Tyson Forrester, Cam York, um, Cutter Gauthier, Andreu. and now
0: Matthew Matt Mishkov. Like, dude, this, I trust the regime. You, or I, I trust the You could keep going, too. Like you could keep going with like Alexis uh, Gendron. Over there in the QMJHL, oh, yeah. you can keep going with Andrea, who they found in the second round, and, and they
1: have some good late round finds too
0: throughout exactly. the years. Like... Yeah, so I mean, you have a lot of a lot of good picks that are still to be seen in terms of what they turn out to be as NHL prospects. I mean, as NHL players, and I mean, I I, I always keep going back to your tweet that you tweeted out with Mitchcott. I mean, if you draft a guy like him, you have the opportunity and the freedom to draft a guy that you just see. Like, hey, he might not be top 32 in most guys' or more scouts' boards, but we like him. And, I mean, that's something that I've been stressing on the timeline for a very long time. Just take the guy that you like, especially if you got a guy that you love that's seven. And the they preached the that, too. That they said that once they got the pick. Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah, no, I totally agree. And, dude, not only that, they got the best player available, and it just so happened they needed star talent. Like, the I two things they, they've been preaching all offseason, the two things is not we need star talent. We need elite talent, and we don't have it. We also need to fix the back end. They went into the first round, got the elite talent, and attempted to take a shot for the backhand. So, like, I appreciate the the, the vision, obviously, yep. of the first round. And this is just 2023. Like, they got their franchise player already. That's what's beautiful about it, because now they're going to lose games again, probably. And they're going to have a stock load of picks next year. They're not done selling off players, either. Sanheim might go.
0: I was just like, going to ask you about Sanheim. Do you think he goes for a second now that a lot of guys are kind of dropping back? I mean, we still have, what, Crystal, Gavin Brindley jaden Perron, riley height Guliab still up there i mean we have a lot of guys that are still there and they're probably we're going to go there That's a great second point round. so it's great
1: there's probably gonna be a lot of conversations in between now and 11 a.m tomorrow
0: yeah, you yeah think? I, I, I mean, yeah, we, I, we might wake up to a sandheim trade i mean seriously he might try I mean, we do not have a second round pick right now so i mean he might I, okay, I couldn't get a, a late first-round pick for Sanheim, but maybe I can come back into the second round with Maybe these he gets guys. two seconds, one for 23, one for 24. Or something exactly. Like that. So, I mean, there's still – I mean, we have to watch Saturday. That's July 1st to trade yeah. him. I mean, and who's to say he doesn't waive his no-trade clause? I mean, if I'm personally – if I'm Sanheim, I'm seeing that I'm actively – I was actively involved in the St. Louis trade, but that fell through, so it didn't happen. I actively know that they pivoted to the other teams, and it didn't really happen because they didn't get what they wanted. I mean, are you not waiving your no-trade clause? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand that you just signed an eight-year deal, but, I mean, Jesus Christ. I would personally be like, okay, yeah, I'll waive it if you want to send me somewhere where they want me. <laughs> Funny enough, like, even despite all the
1: losing, the, the guys here still just like playing here. Yep. And... Like they just like the group of guys. Like they're all good buddies, and maybe that's a, maybe that's been a part of the problem in the past. As Kent Mackinson alluded to, the, the the country club, kind of feel. But uh, I think that's why you see guys like Lawton, Sanheim. All these they don't want to leave just because it's it is a tight knit group of guys. But but it is a business at the end of the day. Like I, we're in a rebuild, so uh, I could see it though. I mean, dude, yeah. like I said, there's a lot of time between now and eleven a.m. tomorrow morning, and. I, it's it's almost kind of nice that there's a buffer in between here. There's a night in between because you know they're gonna go back to the drawing board tonight. They, they might uh, have a cocktail or two because that is a I massive would. massive victory. And
0: dude, it just I, you know the Capitals
1: are sick. Like you just know the Capitals are sick. You know their fans are sick, and I love it because how many times was that us? How many times have were we the Metro team that got the shit end of the stick on mm-hmm. this day? It, it, we deserve this we deserve this we sat back and watched jack hughes go to the devils we sat back and watched the the rangers get some luck in their rebuild it was our time man it was our time and we got it we got lucky we got that
0: stupid luck we've been asking for <laughs> we did dude and i'm sitting here i'm i have nhl network right in front of me and right there pops up number seven matt tay Michkov, philly with well, when, when he logo.
1: announced it, I was. Te- <laughs> were you terrified? Like when he went up there? It's Wait, like, my-
0: when he stuttered and he like smirked <sighs> a little bit, I was like, "It's Bitchcom, yeah. it's Bitchcom, I know it is."
1: But seeing him walk up to the podium, it was like time. Time like stood still for me, bro. I, I was. I was. I was. I almost couldn't watch. I was just in complete shock looking at the screen because if that wasn't Mitchkov, I was it was going to take me a long time to recover. It this, really was.
0: This pod, if it wasn't Mitchkov, would have been weird as fuck, dude. Yeah, it would have. Because like That's, if it was Leonard, I would have been sitting here trying to like convince you not to jump off a cliff, but I would totally understand why you would be upset. So it would be a very weird yeah. pod for sure. What it, it would have been different if they didn't like I said this going into today,
1: so it, it's either I wish he goes early, rip the Band-Aid off, San Jose takes him, fuck it, never had a chance. Mm-hmm. I would rather that than we get up to the podium at 7 with him available <laughs> and then cl- that would haunt my nightmares forever. And it, it them picking Mitch Cobb just felt different. It, it, it felt like a new era, didn't it? Because yeah. it really feels it like did. the last era or the last couple eras would have taken... A guy like Ryan letter they, they it really feels that way maybe I'm overblown it maybe I'm gassing up this regime too much but I, I just appreciate them actually going for best player available taking the swing
0: they did it man I mean, they did what we asked for nice. and it's gonna
1: it's gonna be worth it man it's gonna be worth it because who the next two years don't matter the, nope. the fact of the matter is if you're in the bottom ten if you're picking top ten in this draft you aren't going to do anything the next two years, probably. Nothing of note. You're probably not going to be winning anything. So, it makes all the sense in the world. And these teams are going to regret this.
0: Yeah. I mean, I these think teams, teams are going
1: to regret this.
0: I think the only team that could possibly do anything next year is Detroit. I mean, and they're nine. But other than that, yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're in the top ten, the, the, the long-term plan is to rebuild. I mean, not rebuild totally if you're like St. Saint, Saint Louis or Vancouver or Washington or Detroit, but... Like you said, if you're like in the top 10, closer to like the 7-ish like we are, you're most likely not doing anything. So taking the best player available is the best choice. And like you said, the fact that they actually did it, they actually took the guy that everybody wanted was... Clearly the best player on the board in terms of talent. I mean, this guy is number two, arguably number one. And
1: the way they did it. Like, they teed it up. They teed it up beautifully. They they, they knew it. They yeah. wanted it going in. And they threw smoke screens out. Like, I, I love the way they did it, man. I love the way this front office is moving.
0: Let's get into some questions. I mean, we got a lot. I'm pretty sure it's, like, plus ten. Let's check real quick. Jeez. That fast? Uh, We got Nine. We got nine. First one's from Dank. Chris, how drunk are you? Also, I dare you and Danny to chant Oliver Bonk 50 times in a row. Definitely not doing the latter. But how Man. drunk am I? I could be more drunk. Absolutely. For the fact that we got Mitchkov, I should be up here stuttering every fucking word that I'm talking. But I'm not. But I should be. It's extremely exciting, man. I I can't get the feeling, the emotion across, just how exciting the fact that we landed this kid. Bro, I keep laughing. I I, keep laughing. I know. Like, trying to explain it to my pop when he comes home from work, I'm like, dude, like, you don't understand what just happened. I mean, we just got a fucking superstar, man. We really just got, like, one of the best prospects since Ovechkin. Like he's, he's gonna take star. the
1: league by storm, bro. I know. He, he's he's probably gonna win Calder when he comes in because he's gonna be so NHL ready. He's gonna be on that ELC, giving you top line production. Cutter Gauthier is still gonna be a cost controlled RFA. Maybe he's locked up eight years by then. Who the fuck knows? But like, this is so big for our timeline. And now it's like it, it all makes sense. You you understand the smirk in the interview. <laughs> yeah. You you understand Briere in in the Mert interview. It,
0: they they were teeing all they were teeing it up the whole time. It's beautiful. Are there any concerns though? Are like oh obviously we're sitting here very happy, but I mean like we're gonna have the people that are talking about oh he's never gonna come over and I always go back to the fact that like hey this isn't the Fedotov situation that's an outlier you know what I mean like Fedotov yeah. took ridiculously bad advice on how to evade his military mandatory service, and he paid for it. I mean, like, let's put it blunt. He paid for it. It sucks to see, like, you don't like to see anybody get ha- Like, you don't like to see anybody get thrown where Fedotov got thrown. And, but at the same time, that situation is not what's going to happen to Mitchkov because I just don't make the same mistake that he made. Is what I always come back to. You know what I mean? List. It's just, it's, it's an outlier, man. Not worried
1: at all. Russia no. loves when high-profile hockey players come to a North American city. And light it up. They love seeing their guys in the because they take pride in hockey. They really do, especially on a national scale. And when you have Alex Ovechkin, for instance, he's about to break Wayne Gretzky's record. That means something to them. Like they really care about that. They like showing off in America. Like hey, we're yeah, we are better than at hockey than you. Like they mm-hmm. like that. I have no concern about him coming over. I, I actually have no concern at all with this. Like, I'm so happy with this because worst, worst, he's gonna play in the NHL. He would not have been in the building tonight. I mean, for crying out loud, if if he wasn't gonna be, and That's you fine. just listen, you listen to his quotes. Like, he he may be in the NHL sooner in three years, but like, it, even if I think it'll take three years, but he'll get here. I and even if it's not the Flyers, like, say he's like, oh, I want to go somewhere else. Trading his rights is a haul, is also a haul. It's it's. It's the best asset to take with the seventh overall pick. That's a great why I'm point. not. I'm not concerned.
0: That's seriously a great point, man. Because if worse comes to worst, and that actually happens, and, like, and but like that wouldn't even like that won't even happen because he wants to play for Philadelphia. So the only way that he actually does not play for the team, for our team, is if something ex- like insanely bad happens with Russia. I get a that. sense that
1: he had a great. Great conversation with yeah. that front office. I mean, he office. met
0: with them in fucking Voorhees, yeah. man.
1: But I get a sense that they really convinced him on, hey, like we want you. It was the other way as, around,
0: apparently. Not to cut you off, Brayette Oh, I'm sure.
1: It. Well, I'm sure it was. It may have been mutual, mutual but yeah. I'm sure in the room, like, to, like they were probably like, dude, if we take you, we're going to spend the next two to three years making this around you, mm-hmm. preparing for you. And when you're here, it's your team. Everything that we do is in preparation for you, and we will accommodate you.
0: That's why I, I, I really think... can't believe we have this guy, dude. I me keep either. looking at the fucking... I keep looking at the draft results. Carlson... Bedard, Carlson, Fantilli, Smith, Reinbacher, Simashev, Mitch Kopp, the Philly. Like, oh Insane. my god.
1: Insane. NHL GM mode. Oh. Levels of fantasy. Oh. I, I can't believe... <laughs> something went our way for once i mean when when i when we lost the lottery i mean we didn't expect to win but Mm-mm. when we lost the lottery so like if i could have went back that day and told myself like buddy <laughs> listen you didn't trust me you didn't lose the lottery it's fine trust yeah me. you you did not lose the lottery like he might be the best what yeah. if he is the best
0: dude <laughs> if if he was canadian there would be arguments that he is better than Conor Bedard. It's just the fact that he's Russian. It's the fact that he slid down so much. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's the reality. I'm not even sitting here talking bullshit. or No, you're right. It's the fact that he's he, Russian. He, he didn't have a chance to display
1: uh, talents at the World Juniors, nope. right, as well? Nope. Yeah, Like these these things all play a part. And I think I remember texting you like, I'm glad he didn't have that opportunity <laughs> yeah, now right? he's going to drop. Like, dude,
0: it, it all played out so perfectly. Yep. It really did. They really did. Man. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change a thing. I swear to God. In the net hockey, our boy, day one. When can we realistically see him in orange and black? Has to be two years at least, probably more. I think two years is a good like minimum to put on it. If he yeah. would come early, because I mean he he did say today in an interview through his translator that it is quote unquote soon when he would be coming over. So, Oh, dude, if after two
1: years, if the Flyers put together a little season, a little promising season, I'm not talking about, like, deep playoff run, but if they put together a little promising season mm-hmm. that it's like, yo, if I join this team, they're
0: ready to take the next step. He might. He might. I mean, who did the Washington Capitals just sign, like, a month ago? Their first-round pick from either last year, 2022 or 2021, Ivan Marashenko or Maryshenko, something like that. Sorry if I butchered his name, but they just signed him, who is from Russia. So, and, and, and we
1: want that too. Like at the end of yeah. the day, like as selfishly, I would like to see. I would love to see playing in October. I mean, don't get me wrong, I would absolutely love it. But it actually plays out better. It really does because you just put him on ice. You put him on ice, and you keep him yep. cost controlled. And when your window is finally open, he's gonna be dirt cheap. Yep. And that's how you win in a hard cap National Hockey League. And that's why I'm so excited right now.
0: I mean, we watched 12 Russians. Oh, 12 Russians. Yeah, we watched,
1: sp- 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 talk your talk about the Russians. By we the watched way.
0: three Russians go twop, top 12 Simashev, Boot. And then, obviously, Mishkov to us. We watched three guys go top 12. And we had to listen to people talk to us for months and months and months and tell us that these guys were going to fall to, like, the second round because they were Russian. And it's just not realistic. These guys have all gone top 12. The only other Russian is Guliev, who's still on the board right now. And let's see if Colorado picked them. They did. did. They They did. did On the fucking queue. Oh, my God. They dude. win, so we got four Russians that go in the first round. When I had to t- hear people talk for months and months hey, and months. Can we take a
1: Can we take a second? Look, look at how Colorado moves. The, they're ridiculous. I, mean, I, I mean, hate them. They just move with swagger, dude. Even they do. on the even on the draft floor. Fuck Jesus.
0: Em. <laughs> Like honestly, it, like it's to the point now where it's like fuck them. Like,
1: like you're picking thirty first overall, and you're still money.
0: And like you're laying, fuck you guys. You land hits. Uh, That sucks. That hurts. As I'm happy they're not in the fucking Eastern Conference. That's all I gotta say. (laughs) I mean, we have enough to deal with over here, though. Flyers clips. When is Comcast paying the 100 million to buy out Mitchkov's contract?
1: that's another thing i was thinking about i was actually talking <laughs> i was talking to my dad about this today i was like i i think like the reason why he didn't want to i mean there's not really a lot of other small market maybe arizona san jose is kind of smaller mm-hmm. but i was like the beautiful thing about if he would want to go to our market is do we have all the money in the world all of it like if if we want to make it happen we'll make it happen fuck it like <laughs> that's we have keith jones what's up he's got connections dude can you believe these guys can you believe <laughs> it's been a month man can you believe these guys um, look this summer has been so fun it's it, summers have sucked as a flyers fan for the oh last yeah. 10 years they've been letdowns they've been disappointments and it's nice to have even if it just ended today this summer without any more moves like it, it's nice to have a summer like this I'm,
0: uh, it, it's I'm over the moon. I'm very excited. I'm happy for you, bro. Like I'm, I'm happy for us. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for the fans. I'm happy for the organization. It's just, we we deserve this. We really do. For like just so many years, we had to watch
1: great players, generational talents, got teams in the playoffs. And when is it our turn? When can we get a guy like this? When can we get a game breaker? A guy who's gonna put the team on his back and win a playoff series. And I feel like we finally got it. I feel like we finally got that guy.
0: From Jack. Our boy Jack. What is Danny Briere cooking?
1: Oh, he's cooking up his Sandheim move right now. Oh yeah. Yes, he is. I think that's prior I think after this draft, they're cheesing. They're 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 cheersing right now, but it's back to Sandheim. I mean, come on, they can't just go away from that. Like that was obviously a top priority this week. And yeah. going into today, we heard some talks about Discussions with Calgary. I mean, th- there's fire here. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's definitely a, a fire starting here with Sanheim. And you have to think that something happens before July.
0: Yeah. And this is from Charlie O'Connor. Bier on Michkov. He told us he wants to play in the NHL. He told us he wants to win a Stanley Cup. He told us he wants to be a Philadelphia Flyer. Jesus Christ,
1: and it's so beautiful because I don't know the the Flyer Russia thing. Like, there's there's beef there going back all the, way, yeah. all the way to '76 and the, the Summit Series. But it, the, if Ed Snyder could see that the future of his franchise <laughs> is, is the superstar Russian, I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't complain given right? this, this level of talent. But it's just it's funny. And I love it, though. Like, we got the yoked Russian. We did. Like, finally. Like, I'm so hyped, dude. Like, years of getting destroyed by Alex Ovechkin. It's gotten so bad with Ovechkin that I can't even be mad at him anymore. <laughs> it's like, he's, he's so good that you just yeah. appreciate his greatness. Like, I want him to break the record. I actually kind of like him. Like... It's good that we have that guy now. Enjoy. The clock is ticking on the rest of the Metro. Fuck too, by yeah! The, way. the clock is ticking, starting from today, and for two to three years. You guys better get your licks in. I'm talking to the Rangers especially, because <laughs> the Devils will still be there. I'm looking at you, Rangers. You guys, in Carolina Islanders. Rangers. And- uh, they'll chalk them up they're coming done. for you yes, oh yeah we're coming for them but they're already done but rangers and islanders are uh, rangers and carolina you guys better get your licks in now <laughs> you better win now because we're coming dude mishkov is coming
0: ready for this gochier
1: is coming pause but like <laughs>
0: you know I mean. chris johnson reporter chris on twitter Danny Briere says the Flyers met with Mitchkov twice before the NHL draft, and I quote, "We were blown away with his personality. He kept saying he wanted to be a Flyer. Like, bro, the, what the, bro, the fuck,
1: bro? bro? The kid's a dog, too. Like, I've heard, I've heard Derek say, it, but like." He's a dog, and he's cocky in a good way. Like I, I saw some reports. He's like a bad locker room guy. He, oh, he's too cocky. Like, oh, he sells too much. Like, dude, I don't give a shit. He can sell you all he wants. I love that. I love that. If he wants to go bar down and do some crate, throw his stick in the crowd. Go ahead, dude. The city's yours. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Who gives
0: a? I mean, I saw reports that were saying like he yelled at his coach. Like. Derek made a great point. Torts would fucking love that. Isn't that exactly what Torts is asking for? A, yeah. a, a player to speak up and kind of challenge? And dude, the, I've
1: seen some, like, oh, like, Torts is going to this, that, this, that. Listen, if Torts is that big of a hamper on Mitchkov, he won't be here. Yeah, Trust me. This is now Mitchkov's
0: franchise.
1: Oh, Buckle absolutely.
0: Up. That's a great Absolutely. You never, and I mean never, Unless that player is ass, like if a player is a superstar or a star, and like the coach is going back and forth between them, you never pick the coach over the player. And now that we have Mitchkov, no, absolutely not. If that ever happens, Tortorella, I will talk to you. You yeah. uh, know, absolutely. But I, but I don't think it
1: will happen. No. I, think, I think, I think this is. Like him. Yeah, me too. I think he's gonna. Just get his mindset in the right place. Like yeah. I like I think people have this notion of Taurus that like he's just gonna fucking beat up on everybody, but no, nah, I think if you're willing... I mean we've seen it with the young guys this year. If you're willing to listen, take the criticism and just wade through it and give all your effort, keep your feet moving, like that's all he really asked for. And and Michkov isn't a guy who's gonna like take a shift off. I've seen some people say, like, oh, his defensive game isn't all there. It listen.
0: If he's elite, who gives a fuck? Dude? Listen,
1: listen, listen, Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> if, if he has 100, scoring's up in the NHL, too. Like, scoring's up, power plays are up. Like, if he's potting 110 points a year. Yeah, I just wh- watched,
0: like, 15 guys score 100 points. You're gonna, t- yeah, who gives I'll a go
1: f- out and get someone who plays defense.
0: I don't give a shit. I mean, we have like, Noah Cates, bro.
1: Yeah, I- I'll go out and put, throw money at it. Fuck it, dude. Jones could go out and go get somebody. <laughs> exactly, go
0: get, like those are the guys that you can go out and pay for. You can't go out and pay for a fucking Matvev Bitchkoff. You know what I no. mean?
1: especially like, dude, he's gonna be on an ELC. It's like insane. this, this guy might be giving you. This guy might be giving you like ten, eleven million dollar production <laughs> and know. make
0: peanuts. He like might this be is you like ninety points, making like nine hundred twenty five thousand dollars. That's how good he is. That's so
1: big for winning, like it's it's and it's what we need to because we've been so uh, we're trying to clear cap, we're so cap strapped. Like this is the perfect jump start. Because if you, it, yeah, you can't draw it up better, man. Like this is this is perfect.
0: This is some bleed. Love the pick, smart move by Philadelphia. How do we build a run around him besides Cutter? What does management do to prepare him for his arrival in three years? Any well, worries?
1: That's... Oh, go ahead. no, oh, yeah. is Oh, that the? I was gonna say, well, that's what that's what the next three years is now, and that's what makes the next three years so fun, is that it. it like I said, it's the ticking clock. Like it's all building up for the point where you plug him in, yeah. and then you just let the team go wild, and that's gonna be fun to watch because you're just gonna just slowly see a foundation, just get built brick by brick. You're gonna see the back end get built. Brick by brick, you're gonna see like those depth forwards come in, start having some breakout seasons. Maybe Frost takes another step, and then just when you think those guys are really starting to hit their stride, maybe they sneak into the playoffs in 2025. You're then gonna put a fucking hundred point scorer right next to them, like that. That's insane. insane. Yeah, it's. I can't stress it enough. Like I'm gonna keep repeating myself how excited I am, but i'm gonna be watching this kid's highlights until oh my he's a God. flyer yeah like dude.
0: and bleed also asked, what number is he gonna wear
1: is it th- yeah i also wanted to know this is this third is it 39 or i
0: hope not to be
1: honest I, I, yeah i hope not as well but if he likes it dude 92 would be cool oh, that would be sweet <laughs> yeah right. but whatever he wants like listen if he wants a 39 i'll have five of them don't Fast. care Fast. but
0: absolutely bleed finishes out with great night for the flyers let's fucking go looking forward to the pod wake me up in three years we will bleed we will do that's the
1: thing it's it's not like it's a meaningless three years like we have that stockpile of assets for next draft and we have we have the young pipeline that we talked about that are going to take even more steps like it, dude it's gonna be a fun three years building to that point I, at least i oh, think yeah. like i'm not expecting to win so it's gonna be fun for me just to see the young because now it just becomes waiting for him right so like yeah it's just... it's not even about like joe are they gonna make the playoffs it's like huh frost is looking great Tippett's looking great i think i think gochier is looking great i think mitchkov's gonna fit it, like, it's all about him now and that's what makes it so fun
0: the next two years are all about taking risks whether that's Acquiring younger players who might have not gotten on to the right start with their initial team. Anything in terms of taking in a young player who might be down with another GM and seeing if he can produce with you and just giving him a chance is what they should be doing for the next year, two years. Taking in the projects like Owen Tippett, I mean, Morgan Frost, but they didn't take him in. They already had him. But, like, projects like that is what they should be targeting for the next two years. And, like you said, build your team to eventually accommodate Mitch Koff coming up. And, like you said, the Mitch Koff pick gives you the, the room to kind of not reach because I generally think they like Boink, Bonk, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, and I like I said, I
1: trust those scouts, man. Yeah. I, I do. And you said it yourself, and I, I agree. Like, obviously don't know a ton about about this kid, but at this point, just from the track record that I've seen, especially with defensemen, usually when, when this um, scouting regime has drafted a defenseman, I, I usually like their their play and especially as they grow and develop into a better player, I I've liked their their track record. With defensemen, so I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt here, even though I don't know too much about them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Dom, our boy, from watching Meshkov get drafted and his interviews after, it sounds like a guy who wants to be in an orange and black. I predict two years, and then he comes over. Perfect time when they get some more prospects, clear, com- clear some cap, and in 2025 and 2026, let's compete.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and when we're ready, <laughs> this is what he said, when we're ready, you'll know. And yeah. Now we're really going to know because this is so different than plotting, plopping in a kid, plopping in a guy who who needs to have, like a kid on a rookie year who's going to put up a 40, 50-point season. Like You know he's going to be a stud, but he's not all there yet. It's not going to be that. This is a guy who's used to playing against grown men. He's yeah. going to come in here
0: and destroy grown men. That's free I can't money. wait. That's free money, by the way. When he comes over for his first year, put all the money you have in your bank account on him winning, winning Rookie of the Year. Because he's going to be oh, like I am. 21, 22 years old, competing against like 18, 19-year-olds who were rookies in the NHL because he finally came over. It's definitely going to be easy money, kind of a comprisov situation, if you will. And that kind of like moves us into the next question from Jake is what are your NHL comparisons for Mitchkov and Boink? Boink, I don't have one because I don't know too much about him, but if I were that if I were to give Mitchkov an NHL comparison, it would be Kirill Kaprizov, which is <laughs> insane that even came out of my mouth, the fact that we have a guy that compares to him.
1: It's a great comparison though and it's not even just because of the Russian thing it's, it's just not. The, flu- it's yeah. the fluidity and his edges. movements. Yeah, yeah, like
0: you, like They both don't have good straight line speed they both don't have good acceleration out of the first step but they both have elite edges, elite hands elite hockey IQ and elite shots. So I mean like these guys are extremely comparable if you actually break down their tape and look at how they do so well the way they do because each guy in this top five, top six is great in their own way. And it's kind of, like, beautiful if you look at it. Because each, like, Bedard's good in his own way. Fantilli's obviously good in his own way. Carlson, Mitchkov, Benson, all these guys. I mean, it's just, it, it's extremely cool to see a top five, top six that is just different. In the sense of these, each of these guys are so, so good in their own ways. So, yeah, uh, Kaprizov as a comparison for Mitch is honestly besides the Russia factor is the best comparison that I could think of honestly. Yeah,
1: honestly, you got me convinced. Like I, yeah. I was I was trying to think of one, but that actually does like truly make the most sense. Like yeah, in terms of like you said just edges, the fl- it's the fluidity for me. Like both those guys are just so smooth. It's almost like it looks they make it look so easy, but what they're doing is is generational. So it's I I do agree with the comparable, for sure.
0: In the net hockey. When can we realistically see him in orange and black? Has to be 2 years, probably more. If I were to guess, 2 years would be when we see yep. him.
1: 2 ESPN three opening night, Cobb versus Hughes at the Wells Fargo Center. "Can, oh, can you just say it?" And it's real, it. too. Like, this isn't me going, like, oh, what if they win the lottery and get Bedard? Like, we have them. We have them. It's going to be Mitch Cobb versus Hughes. And I said this to you earlier, but fuck it. I hope Chicago gets good. I hope we get good. Mitch Cobb versus Bedard. Cup final. I want my get back. I want revenge. I'm talking a lot of shit right now. But, dude, it's, I'm Holy just so shit. excited.
0: They just posted a fucking video of Mitch Cobb doing, like, a... Like the the camera going around him and him putting his name <laughs> yeah. on the back of the jersey, dude. Jesus Christ, dude.
1: But the quotes too, like obviously anyone who gets drafted or comes to Philadelphia, there is a little bit of, of pandering, and I we always love it. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it any day. But he he just seemed like I'm liking what I'm hearing out of him. I mean, I the talking about winning, winning, Stanley Cup, winning. I want to win here. I want to win. I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm sure he was fed that to say that, but fuck, yeah. I love it. You know you know he wants to win. Any Russian who is going to the NHL, they, they do it for legacy. They do it for notoriety. They want to win. You can make money in Russia. I mean, it might not be... Actually, in some cases, it is more than you would make here. But, yeah. but these guys want to build a name for themselves. They want to play on the biggest stage. And that's why I don't get these people who are like, oh, he's not going to come over, blah, blah, blah. He wouldn't have been on the floor tonight, I don't think, if he...
0: Uh, genuinely had plans to not come over. Like This kid yeah. is going to be an angel player. This kid's going to be a it. Philadelphia Flyer. Philadelphia let go, dude. Come on, baby. Jesus Christ, man. I can't just believe it. Just the name. I saw you tweet it. I saw
1: you tweet it. Just the name. Sounds like, elite. It does, dude. Can I can just hear a commentator <laughs> on ESPN. <laughs> just Scott? Scott. Rebound, Scott. Scott. Like, dude, I just Stop. It's, it's fine. Stop. I need to
0: hear it, Danny. I need <laughs> to hear it, bro. Got Heat Daddy on Twitter. Let's take a peek into some Montreal fans thoughts on the draft because they went Ryan Bacher over Mitchkov like you know there are some heated Montreal like, granted they needed a right-handed defenseman Absolutely. but and I mean this is a point that I made with Derek when we were going back and forth between Leonard and Mitchkov and while I agree that like Leonard and Mitchkov are no I'm sorry that Benson and Mitchkov are better players than Leonard. That if we would have, like, like, say Mitch Cobb went before us and we went Leonard. If that was their number one guy, that's the number one guy. I don't think we're in any position to go draft a guy for fit. You know what I mean? Like, go draft yeah. a guy that's number one on your board, and then we'll go and we'll, we'll deal with the fit shit when we're ready to compete. You know what I mean? But the fact that we have Mitchkov and... I mean, you said it when Washington walked up there. They looked fucking mad. Oh, that guy looked pissed. Mad.
1: That looked like a team that, dude, at the end of the day, we were seven, they were eight. That's how it fell, and it sucks for them, and it's great for us. And it's great for us. Finally, we got, like, a bounce, something that went our way. We had a little bit of a a leverage piece here. Like, there was no maneuvering out of that for Washington. There just wasn't. Like, we we had the better positioning. It was checkmate. We had them. We played it beautifully. And dude, you know what's so poetic about this? Do you remember all the Montreal fans that gave us shit about passing on Caulfield? And oh, you took York, and now look at Caulfield. Like to this day, like those those little Quebecians, they're they're still <laughs> in the, in the threads talking shit about that. Enjoy this one, guys. Enjoy this one, because I think you guys are gonna look back on this one and regret it a lot more than we're gonna regret the Cole Caulfield thing. So enjoy it.
0: I mean, I made a video about how that talk needed to shut the fuck up because I mean, you're talking about two different guys who play two different positions in Canada. Exactly. York and Call Call Field.
1: One guy's a winger, like dude, like it's much easier to play winger in the NHL than it is to try to be your team's best puck-moving defenseman. Like it's two completely different roles, two t- completely different developmental paths. Uh, you can't even judge York until I think he hits like the 250, 300 game mark, Deadass.
0: Absolutely. I mean, like we talked about the position difference, and just you can't compare the two. Right wing and defenseman are just in different atmospheres in terms of just development and when those guys hit their peak. So it's a lot easier to play wing in this league. Not that it's easy at all, but it's a lot easier to play wing than is defenseman in this league. So, like you said, wait two, three more years until you have an actual opinion about Cam York. Like, if Cam York is still playing on a second pair and isn't really showing the offensive pop that you think he could have brought on a on a power play one, then, yeah, we can start talking about how maybe that Caulfield pick was the wrong one. But until then, I still have the utmost confidence that York becomes a top-two defenseman in this league who just is an extremely good power play quarterback and puts up points and just... Is serviceable defense, defensively. So I, don't, I don't think he'll ever become the shutdown defenseman, but elite stick, elite skates. I mean, the kick and skate with his eyes closed in the rink. So, all yeah, the remember high when I,
1: Remember when I texted you the other day and I was like, dude, kids, kids in Philly nowadays just don't like hockey and the no. Flyers, and rightfully so. And we need a team that's going to kind of like much like how the Phillies had that revival, we need a team that's going to bring that that revival to the Flyers. This is the guy, man. This is the Absolutely. guy that's going to have the next generation. Much like how I my favorite player growing up, Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux made me fall in love with the game of hockey. I would not have this podcast today or I would not be on here with, with Chris today if it wasn't for watching Claude Giroux. He made me love the game that much. Mitchkov is going to be that for the next generation and I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see the the building, filled with jerseys, and and just all the hardship that we went through. I can't wait to see the day where he debuts and everyone <laughs> has his jersey and the cra- And there's a feeling of like we're fucking here finally. <laughs> I can't wait. Am I crazy
0: to go out and buy a number ninety two jersey when like when those finally become available? Like, I know uh, he's me. I- he might not be ninety two, but you would think. If I was them, honestly, like he's
1: that good of a player <laughs> that I would just like figure that out now and then put it on their store now. If I was them, if just thinking that as a business sense, I'd be like, yo, Mitchie, like what That's number not do happening, you wa- but I wish I'd be like, what number <laughs> do you want to wear in advance so that we can sell these jerseys for three years? Because they they'll sell.
0: I mean, I mean, you make a pretty good point in terms of Comcast kind of being greedy. I could I could see him doing that in terms of being able to sell jerseys quick. But, I don't know. Getting his number yeah, before no, he's actually right. in I'm the a, NHL. I'm just too excited. I, know, I don't blame you, man. I mean, we just got a superstar, man. We really just got a fucking generational talent. Seventh overall. There's is- so many nights, so many years where I
1: just didn't think a day like this was going to come. I, I thought we were just destined to be like that laughing stock mediocre team that was just gonna keep doing patchwork and fucking up development it just like it, it really felt for a while that, that that light at the end of the tunnel i speak of it really was getting kind of dim there yeah and it we're back we like, are we, we are back and we're back in a way that we haven't seen since since starting this podcast i mean when this finally bears fruit, it's, it's going to be unlike anything we've ever covered. And I, I'm I very excited wait, for it. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to have a blast the entire time. To anyone who's listening and have been listening, I'm, I'm happy for you, and I can't wait for the future and what this is going to be for us and the memories, the playoff runs and because now, it's inevitable now, baby. Yeah. It is. Like it's you can't convince me otherwise.
0: Like, we're coming. I'm sorry, you can't convince me that there's not light at the end of the tunnel with Cutter Gauthier and Tyson Forrester and Matt Tave Mitchell.
1: <laughs> nah, yeah, bro, like we're coming, what? dude. The metro is they better be ready. I'm just saying,
0: I'm excited. This is what we needed, baby. Right before we uh we sign off in the next couple of minutes, we gotta talk about the twenty second. Overall pick, can't can't not say anything about this kid Oliver Boink. Ten goals, thirty assists, forty points in sixty-seven games in the OHL for the London Knights last year. Eleven points in twenty-one and it, uh, playoff games for them. So eleven assists, zero goals. So this is a kid, like you said, six-two, defends really well. Has a nice breakout pass out of his own zone. Don't know too much about him. Not gonna sit here and act like I do. But. Definitely
1: gonna spend the next like week or so looking into him more, Absolutely. watching more of his games. Cause I- I'm actually I'm excited at the thought of it. Like just seeing it on paper, the kind of player and knowing uh, the amateur scouts. Like I said in the past, I- I've liked the defensemen they have drafted. So yeah, I'm going to take a look at this guy definitely with an open mind. Um, I think this organization is looking for the counterpart for Cam York is what I think they're yep. looking for Absolutely. and I think that this is what that shot in the dark or maybe not even shot in the dark this is what that swing was that they are looking for Cam York's counterpart because they're putting him back in his natural position for a reason they traded at Provorov and now we're trying to trade Sandheim for a reason they want York to take the next step and but they still need the counterpart because the they're blowing up the back end in real time here so it it makes sense it does and we're, we're going to look into the guy more but uh, Perot? I mean, come on, that would have been sweet, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie.
0: Sucks that he's a ranger, but like you said, taking Mishkov gives you the room to kind of reach for a guy that you love, and if they like him, and you look at their past selection, especially since Flair has been in the organization with York, with Brink, with Andrea, with Cutter, with Forrester, you have hope that it can pan out, and I mean, and you look at the Proverov trade, what they brought back, they brought back a Twenty uh, first-round pick, 22nd overall, two second-round picks, and held grounds. So, yeah, another. like, who,
1: who knows what he – like, he has all the tools. Not saying he's going to be top pair, but he has all the tools in the world. Like, if he puts it together, yeah, he, he could be in maybe your bottom four. He yeah. could maybe – and he could fill in nicely, and he'd be cost-controlled. Like, that's why I said, like, the vision of this regime, their mind is in the right place. I remember I sent you that interview with Keith Jones – that hour-long radio interview, and he, he mentioned uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche. Like this is how you have to build a team. There's no there's no uh, shortcutting it. There's no trying to get around it. When you have a hard cap, you have to follow the model that those teams took. And so far, it, it's been a month or two. They they are operating like one of those franchises, and it's so very refreshing.
0: And awesome. I hope it continues. We'll see where it goes, man. It's, yeah. it's it's an exciting start. You got the you have day two tomorrow, and then obviously development camp coming up, which we're not going to see Michkov there, which sucks, obviously. Oh my god, it's still so like.
1: I I have a question for yeah. you. W- would there be a development camp ever w- in which you would see him, or would he like get signed? You'd see him in training camp, or would he be in the development camp after he signs?
0: He would be in the development camp after he signs.
1: He wouldn't he be, even if he's like twenty twenty one yeah, he he'd still, still be there. at? I think you'd okay. still see him. Yeah, dude, that that's got to be in the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> yeah, the, that's he,
0: definitely a camp that you you open up to a little bit more than just the the public. You, you invite everybody, the media, fucking the president. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Dude? like let's uh let's touch on two things real quick. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hayes trade. Kevin fucking Hayes to the St. Louis Blues for a sixth round pick in twenty twenty four. With fifty percent retained, huh three that three year window that I was talking about yeah. just
1: in time for someone to come over right when it's right when it's ready to win. Right when um, we're
0: eating his contract, right? There's so it.
1: much made about uh the trades this week, the leaks this week, so much information that I'm not even gonna say is misinformation, but maybe just jumping the gun too early. Um, you, half the team got dealt, and then it didn't. So I mean, it was it was definitely a crazy week to be on Twitter. It was a frustrating week yeah. because we were we were operating as if, hey, not only are we going to get Hayes and Sandheim out of here, but but there might be a first round pick or something coming back that could help us here in this draft. None of it panned out, and so obviously everyone got frustrated. But today happened, so the mood of everyone is going to be great now. But it was definitely a chaotic week. I mean, what could you expect for Kevin Hayes is what I would ask anyone who's upset at that trade. Um, they had to get rid of him. It clearly wasn't a fit. It was clearly a, a toxic locker room fit. You, you just saw the Ryan Johansson deal. What did you expect for just Kevin Hayes by himself is what I asked the people who are upset about it because there was some people upset about it.
0: Absolutely. And Derek just made a really good tweet. And he goes... For the record, I don't think Mitchkov is being insincere about wanting to be a Flyer. Philadelphia is a huge market and the Flyers are a storied hockey team. This is his opportunity to carve out his own legacy. This isn't the Nesko he's the first Mitchkov.
1: Bro, it's a legacy, bro. That's what I was saying. Like the, the, he wouldn't be on the draft floor like these guys are chasing legacy. They can make money in Russia. They can make they can be famous and make money in Russia. The reason why these top-tier guys come over is because they want they want to be the best on the best stage and win, like you saw how much winning the Stanley Cup meant to Ovechkin. And I know they're different people, but like I, I don't know, to, Ovechkin was kind of the same way when he came in. Like oh, he's too cocky, he doesn't give a fuck. Like and you just kind of see it on him now in his later years. Like that guy is a straight gamer. And I have from what I'm hearing about Michkov, um I believe he's all about winning, too. I mean, how could you not be? Like, why, why would he be here?
0: No, exactly. Absolutely. It's so
1: stupid to think about. Like, guys, calm down, dude. You just got a generational talent. Shut up. Like, I don't want to see any Flyers fans on Twitter. But he's not going to come over. Like, guys, enjoy this. Yep. Pull up YouTube. Watch his highlights. He's coming, him. guys. He,
0: you have him.
1: He's, he's coming, guys. Like, pull up YouTube and watch the highlights and <laughs> enjoy.
0: enjoy. Yeah, exactly,
1: bro. For once, stop being negative. Stop being pessimist. This is the one guy where they can't be like, "Oh, this prospect's not going to pan out, guys, guys." He, he's inevitable. Go on YouTube, <laughs> pull up the highlights. He's
0: ridiculous. And this is from him. He's Flyers, insane. Flyers oh, Instagram. Damn. I'm glad to be a flyer. I have no words. This is my dream. My dream is to win the Stanley Cup. This is awesome, dude. Like, I like, I know I keep repeating myself, but Jesus Christ. Like, this, this is dream scenario.
1: It, it really... I, you can't stress it enough. Like, it, dude, it's the most stacked draft in the last, what, eight years? And you got what people... What some people are calling... The second best, it could be the first, but definitely probably the second best talent. And in the most stacked draft in the last eight years, and he just so happened to fall, you did not have to use assets to go up and get him. You were able to keep those assets. Because of the uh, the smoke screens you threw out, like, they played it perfectly. Yep. That, that That was a good front office. That's how they moved. They moved like a good front office for once.
0: But we're here for it, man. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I have nothing else to say. Uh, I think we covered everything. Uh, no, we'll, we'll be back soon. There's only so many times that I can say how excited I am and and, and just talk about Mitchkov, how he's a flyer. Boink, obviously, right-handed defenseman. Adding a right-handed defenseman, I mean, they're gold in the NHL. So anytime you can add one of those guys as a prospect, 18, 19-year-old, you do it. And if they like that guy, I like that guy. Obviously, I'm going to look into him more, but... They took two it. big swings. That's what they did. Yep. They they
1: took two big swings. And if it pays off, what you're going to have is a generational forward. And you might have a very good I'm not I'm not sure if it's ceiling, like I said, but you might have a very good right handed D, which is a hot commodity asset in the NHL. If these two big swings pan out and that's what we've been asking for. So if these two big swings pan out, it will bear fruit. So I'm excited. It, and we'll, we'll be back soon. I think we should do another episode probably early July, like maybe right after free agency kicks off. Hopefully there's a like a Sanheim deal maybe sprinkled in in between. Well, they got to um,
0: Saturday to trade that
1: bull. Yeah. So I what do you think about that? you think we should come back like July 2nd or 3rd just so that we can like feel out free agency? Yeah,
0: I say next Tuesday or Wednesday would be good, the 4th or 5th. For, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So that's
1: well, it. Well, this this was <laughs> my favorite episode. Uh, just pure excitement, man. I can't believe it happened. We got him. I'm so happy to be a Flyers fan for once. <laughs> it's, it's... In a while. It's been a while since I've been genuinely excited to be a Flyers fan. And now we just see what ha- comes next, man. This is yes, episode sir. 98 of the Liberty O. Follow us on all socials at the Liberty O. Follow me on Twitter at TLY Danny. Follow Chris at Chris Stomps. And go Flyers.